This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and with the price of gas still very expensive, an electric car is starting to look pretty good right about now and on, on this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We're going to talk electric vehicles as well as all the options that are out there if you're in the market for a new or used car, electric or not. We'll talk to James Carter from the Carter Auto family about what's new in the world of cars. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Nearly half of the 1,000 post-secondary students polled in a new RBC survey say they will be living with their parents this school year because of high inflation. That's compared with about a third of students a decade ago. The survey also says more students, those between the ages of 18 and 29, are also relying on the bank of mom and dad. Financial support, about 43% say they are relying on their parents for financial support as opposed to 29% back in 2013. Post-secondary students between the ages of 18 and 29 participated in the online poll that ran from June to July. Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem says they may have to raise interest rates a little bit more given inflation may stay high for some time. That's according to a speech he delivered in front of uh, the Calgary Chamber of Commerce on Thursday. And that was just a day after his central bank decided to hold the key interest rate steady at 5%, saying there were signs the economy was slowing down. But it's all about inflation. And July's inflation rate was 3.3%, and that's expected to remain around 3% for the rest of the year. If you earn a lot of money, I've got good news and bad news. First, the good news, you earn a lot of money. The bad news is you may find yourself paying more federal income tax. The parliamentary budget officer has crunched the numbers on a proposed tax change that would make sure high income earners and trusts don't pay disproportionately less in taxes than everybody else. Yves Giraud says the proposed changes to the alternative minimum tax will generate an additional $2.6 billion in revenue over five years. The change, which is due to take effect in January, would increase the minimum tax from 15 to 20.5%. Airlines that are just beginning to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic are now facing pressure from pilots who want more dough. The union representing hundreds of aviators at WestJet Encore announced this week they plan to launch negotiations on their second collective agreement. It comes just a few months after 1,800 WestJet and Swoop pilots ratified a new deal that gives the flight crews a 24% wage bump over four years. But the deal has also resulted in Swoop's shutdown at the end of October. Are you you still working from home? More and more tech companies are now asking their staff to come back into the office. Even Zoom, ironically, is ordering its staff back to in-office work. But tech companies like Zoom, Meta, and Amazon are now claiming that working in the office is important for bolstering collaboration, performance, and career opportunities. And in Canada, we are moving back into the office, but slowly. A recent uh, Indeed report that found, or found that of the Canadians 
who had been doing some kind of combination of home and office work, of those people, 60% were now fully working from home. But last year, that number was 75%. And the Rolling Stones are back and they're angry. That's the title of the debut single from the Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds, unveiled this past week in London's Hackney District. The three remaining Stones, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood, came out on stage along with Jimmy Fallon to unveil the album, which is the band's first to contain all new songs, original songs, the first time in 18 years. And despite the the title of that first song, Angry, Jagger says not all the songs are furious and fans can look forward to some love songs and ballads as well. The full Rolling Stone album drops on October 20th. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Coming up, we're going to talk cars, all the options that are out there for you now, whether electric or gas-powered. We'll talk to James Carter from the Carter Auto family when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And when you're talking about cars, uh, there may be no time in at least my lifetime where cars have changed this much. We're seeing electric cars, even even big, big pickups that are becoming electric. And the whole world of cars is changing so quickly. And when you think of cars in the lower mainland, you often think of the Carter Auto family. They've been a constant in Western Canada for literally a hundred years. And with me now is the grandson of the Carter who started it all, James Carter. He's the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall, which is just one of the many Carter dealerships in the Lower Mainland. You can go to cartergmnorthshore.com or carterauto.com for all the details. But uh, James Carter is with us. Welcome to the show, James. Good to have you. Thanks, Martin. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. I love talking to you about cars because, uh, like I say, probably in no time in my lifetime have cars changed this much. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, in the 70s, all of a sudden cars got small, but now they're changing so quickly and there's so much going on. And and the first thing I always ask you is, uh, what are you driving these days? What are you excited about? Well, right now I'm driving a Cadillac XT6, which is sort of a you know, larger SUV. Um, I, I'd love to be driving something electric, but the, um, the um, uh, availability of them has been such that, um, you know, we have huge waiting lists for them. So there really hasn't been anything available for me to drive at, at this point in time as, as far as an EV goes. Yeah, I guess. It, and if you've got one, you want to mm-hmm. give it to a customer, <laughs> get it Correct. out there. Yeah, you know, all, you know, virtually all of them now are pre-sold. Uh, uh, well, pretty much all. We've had a few cancellations of people who've been on the waiting list for a while, but um, they're generally snapped up very quickly if, if, uh, if they're available. Yeah, so let's talk about the state of uh, availability of new and used vehicles, uh, because it was a huge issue uh, a year ago, two years ago, because of COVID. But what's the the general state of things when it comes to to buying a car these days in the Lower Mainland? Well, um, you know, the availability is getting slightly better, um, but it's it's tough to find, especially... um, 
new the new vehicle availability is starting to ramp up. The the sort of you know the microchip issue that we talked about during COVID has kind of come to an end, um, and the plants are ramping back up now. Um, but you know, there's still logistical problems, like actually getting the vehicles from A to B, like from the factory to here, and you know, a lot of them are um, made in Asia and Korea or Japan or China, and they're um, you know, they're shipping issues. And uh, we even had a problem where a little while ago, where the ships kind of arrived here and they couldn't offload because there was no room, so they turned around and went back and offloaded in Asia again, and. Um, you know, there's some of that stuff going on and finding enough rail cars to, um, to move the, move the vehicles from the, from the plants in the East to, to the West coast or wherever they're going is, is challenging as well. And it's uh, the other thing that, that, that I've been told is, uh, personnel is really a problem on the railroads because during uh, COVID, I think a, a lot of people, uh, decided to just call it a day and retire. I was an older demographic and so they, they don't have enough people to run the trains. So there's a, there's a few issues going on. So availability is still, um, it's, it's ramping up where inventory is starting to grow in, in some segments. Um, but, uh, uh, it depends on what you're looking for, I guess. Yeah. So it might be a good idea to go to cartergmnorthshore.com and uh, take a look at what's out there and maybe get ahead of the game and get your name down. I mean, what's the process like? What do you recommend people do in that case? Well, right now, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the sooner the better, I suppose, depending on what you're looking for. I mean, we have a fairly good availability of pickup trucks and and things like that. Um, But uh, something new that we've done now is that... uh, um, we have uh, those hard-to-get electric vehicles. We have demonstrators of those that are, you know, geared towards people who come in and, you know, most people want to drive a vehicle before they purchase. So um, there's one. There's people who've put their name down on on the list already who've never had a chance to drive the vehicle that they're waiting for, or people who are very curious and don't want to put their name on the list before they drive the vehicle. So. Now we have those uh, electric vehicles, the Cadillac Lyric, um, the Chevy Blazer, new EV that's coming in. Actually, we don't have that one on ground yet, but it should be here very shortly. Um, so we actually have vehicles that people can drive and try out and, uh, and see what, they, what works best for them. Yeah, so I guess if people come in and they've never driven an electric vehicle before and they get in a, a Cadillac EV, um, what's the biggest surprise that you find that people have when they drive a, an electric luxury vehicle like a Cadillac? Well, I think, uh, you know, there's there's a few things. When you first get in and you sit down and, and you push the button to, to power up the car, um, you know the technology that emerges before you is is quite spectacular. Um, you know the Cadillac has a big 40-inch curved screen that's uh, uh, completely digital, and and uh, um, you know you can basically run anything in the whole car through the touch screen. Um, and there's also an alternative to that. The other thing that that people find is when they actually drive the car, is just how smooth it is. And how luxurious it actually is. Like, I mean, if you want the epitome of luxury, driving an electric luxury vehicle is is fabulous because they're 
just so smooth. There's no um, clunky gear gear changes. It's uh, it's just quite quite wonderful. Yeah, and I, there used to be this sort of. Uh, uh, so I, I think it's a misconception that electric vehicles didn't have much power. Oh, no, it's completely <laughs> the opposite, actually. Yeah. Because, because with the electric, uh, with, with a gas engine, you need to wait for the, uh, you, n- you need to wait for the uh, RPMs in the car to get up before you, before the transmission and the gears can actually sort of kick in. With the electric vehicle, it's 100% torque right off the, right off the hop so you'll find you know these even the big like hummers and the and um uh you know we're even having a little bit there's an electric corvette coming um but you know even the big hummer does from zero to 60 in like under four seconds so um there's tons of power and tons of power for uh and the pickup trucks are going to have tons of power for towing uh up up to nine thousand pounds um, on the half tons and, uh, there's no, there's no concern about power in any of these electric vehicles. Right. And maintenance is a lot different in an electric car, in an electric vehicle. And in a lot of cases, it's a, it's a, a much better experience doing maintenance on an, elect, on an electric car, isn't it? Well, it's, it's simplified for sure. So there's, there's, um, obviously you don't really have anything to do with, uh, uh, you know the the gas engine and and breakdowns mechanical breakdowns in the gas engine the the electric engines are um, you know pretty durable and pretty simple um, but uh, some things that are still needed to be done on a regular basis like brakes and you know um, things like that because these vehicles are quite heavy because they're carrying the carrying the batteries the brakes even though they do have the, the uh, regenerative power and you can use the, you can use the engine as a brake, even in, uh, uh, if you put it in one pedal driving mode, um, then, uh, then that helps. But, you know, because they're so heavy, the brakes certainly are uh, something that, that needs to be done on a regular basis. Right. Uh, we're talking to James Carter from the Carter Auto family, uh, the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. You can find them online, cartergmnorthshore.com. Uh, you can also go to carterauto.com for the entire family. And uh, we're talking about maybe getting your name in for an electric vehicle. And uh, I guess um, one thing with an electric vehicle, a lot of people want to set up a, a good, efficient charging station in their home. So, so it's probably something you can do. You can sign up for the car, and while you wait to get the car, you can uh, get the charging station installed in your home and take advantage of some of the rebates for that. Yes, there are rebates through CleanBC, um, and you can certainly well. There's rebates on the vehicles as well as uh, as as uh, um, rebates for charging stations and and pretty much anything electric uh, uh, through the uh, Go Electric BC um, programs. Um, so um, uh, you'll have to excuse me, but I I can't recall exactly what the rebate is for installation of a of a charging station, but uh, a home charging station. But um, you know there are rebates up to nine thousand dollars combined federally and provincially. Um, for for various vehicles. 
Mm -hmm. And they can go online and uh, you can see all the different models. Um, I mean, what's the one thing that people uh, are surprised by? I mean, are you seeing more people uh, who, who are curious about electric cars, but they, they're, they're not sure? Or do you get a lot of people just coming in and say, I want to go all electric? Well, probably the latter. Um, mostly people who people have done their research already, generally online. And um, by the time they come in, most people are pretty much decided. Um, some people are still on the fence because of, you know, they, the, the term range anxiety sort of still exists, even though we can get about, most of the vehicles get, come with about 500 kilometers worth of range, which is pretty, pretty decent. Um, but if you're going to go on a long trip, it, it requires some planning for sure. Um, but there are lots of uh, there are lots lots of um, uh, assets online that can can help you work through that, um, and they show you where the charging stations in. You can put you can put your trip uh, plan in, and they can show you when when and where to stop along the way. Um, so it's not that it's not that complicated. Um, but uh, you know, most people coming in have have already made that decision that they want an electric vehicle. Right. We're talking to James Carter uh, from the Carter Auto family. James is the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall. And you can go to cartergmnorthshore.com or go to carterauto.com. And we're talking about how uh, how there is kind of a waiting list for a lot of these cars. And, and what's, a, what's a, a non-electric car that's just flying off the, off the lot these days? Well, most of the non-electric ones, well... Pickup trucks are all always popular. Um, they probably be our number one uh, number one seller. And then um, a lot of the small um, small SUVs, the Chevy Trailblazer, the Buick Encore GX, uh, the Buick Invista, which is just arriving now. Um, so a lot of the for urban urban people and who, people who like to do weekend trips and things like that, the small gas engines are still uh, quite popular. Right. That's good to know. And and more budget-minded in a lot of cases as well. Right. Well, this is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we'll have more with James Carter from the Carter Auto family about uh, the rebates that are available for electric cars, but also uh, if you're in the market for a non-electric car, uh, there's options there too. And we'll hear more about those options when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking about cars with James Carter from the Carter Auto Family uh, he is the president of Carter GM North Shore in the North Van Auto Mall, uh, cartergmnorthshore.com. And you can also go to carterauto.com. Uh, they've literally been in the business in Vancouver for uh, like 100 years or more. And uh, I mean, your grandfather started this business. So I guess you feel a little bit of, um, I don't know if it's pressure, but a little bit of pride about continuing the business that's been in the lower mainland for so long. It's amazing. Yeah, well, we haven't been in the lower mainland for quite a hundred years. We started in yeah. Winnipeg and then uh, um, and then moved out to uh, lower mainland in 1963. So whatever that adds up to is about fifty something years. But 
Um, but yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very happy to, uh, to be able to be in the business and then in the same business that my grandfather started and, and, um, you know, it's still a great business. Yeah. And it's changing so much. I, I guess there's probably never been a time in your career where the landscape for, for automobiles has, has drastically changed this much. Well, you know, we always talk about the change that's happening. It seems to be an ever-evolving business. And, I mean, I guess the, the, the big thing that happened back 20 years ago or so was, of course, the Internet, when, you know, people could do their shopping online and, uh, or a lot of their research online. And, and that sort of changed the way that cars were uh, bought and sold. Um, and so uh, now is... Uh, there's lots of different things that are happening as as far as uh, you know cars being sold um, without dealerships um, you know there's several manufacturers now who are trying to uh, be successful in the direct uh, sale arena um, whether that's successful or not it, it's successful in some ways in other ways not so much Um but I think the dealer, the dealers are really an asset to uh, to most of the manufacturers because they're a, a way of looking after the customers and and um, and maintaining clients and giving them a great shopping experience. Um, most people still like to have a, a human involved in in their shopping process and and get their advice and and get the opportunity to bounce ideas off them and listen to their suggestions and their expertise. Um, so I think that's, I think that's still the best way to, to go about things. And, yeah. um, you know, some of these, some of the direct sale, uh, manufacturers are finding that, uh, you know, when, when the person is done with their initial car, there's no real follow up or customer service that happens after that. So there's no, there's no, um, ability to trade in for a new one um you know um so it's it's uh, there's there's different ways of doing it but you know i still think the dealership model is is the best yeah and i think it's kind of a win-win for the consumer because because uh you you get that sort of human interaction you get the expertise and the service from dealing with human beings, but you also uh, are armed with a lot more information from the internet. And it seems like buying a car now is a little simpler. It's it, there's less of a song and dance. And when someone goes into to Carter GM in the North Shore Auto Mall, um, they, they don't have to worry that they're, that they, they, they know they can look online, see what the cars cost and pay that price. And it's, it's less of a rigmarole. Would you say that's true? Oh, I would say that's 100% true. Yeah. And, you know, even the manufacturers like General Motors and Ford and Chrysler and Honda and whatever, we're we're basically moving to a set pricing model or moving towards that for sure. Um, There's not the back and forth there used to be. There's not that sort of uncomfortable negotiation that there used to be in the um, back in 20 or 30 years ago. so basically, when you come in the dealership, you know what you're paying for the car, or, or pretty close anyways. When there's a trade-in involved, sometimes it gets a little more interesting, but, you know, um, yeah. we do the best we can. Even that on the Internet, most people sort of come in knowing basically what their car is 
what their car is worth. So um, yeah, it makes it makes the transaction simpler on both sides for 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 the dealer and for the consumer. Yeah, you have a more informed consumer. And uh, with we're talking about electric cars and all the new electric vehicles, uh, even a, a Cadillac EV. Um, one of the things that uh, people might not know about, I'm sure that they're aware there are rebates, but uh, it's changing all the time, the incentives uh, for for electric vehicles. And, and uh, I mean, I guess if people come into, you know, Carter GM, uh, they they can find out a lot about what's available because there's probably a lot available people don't even know about. Well, yeah, there's two levels. And as you say, they've changed over the, the years and the terms and conditions have changed on the, some of these uh, electric vehicle rebates. So there's, um, uh, there's two separate rebates. One is provincial and one is federal. Um, so the federal is... Uh, the federal is five thousand dollars rebate, um, but it's only available on certain types of cars. There's pricing thresholds, so um, ultra luxury vehicles um, will not qualify for for those type of rebates. And the provincial rebate uh, is up to four thousand uh, dollars, depending on the type of vehicle that you purchase. Um, but the the government re- recently, within the last uh, year and a half or so, changed the um, after the last election changed the rebate. It used to basically just be uh, carte blanche rebate. If you're buying an electric vehicle, you got four thousand dollars, or if you're buying a hybrid, you get two thousand. Um, uh, now it's income tested, so people who uh, so people who have higher incomes may or may not qualify for the uh, rebates. Yes. So I guess that that also means that the idea that an EV is just for, you know, a rich person is no longer true. That's correct. I mean, there's some great vehicles coming out um, that are very, you know, kind of and I should say, up until now, electric vehicles have been fairly expensive. So there's a lot out there. Um, you know, the the, tes- the upper end Teslas. Uh, initially, there was, um, you know, uh, a, a company called Lucid. Um, and then there's uh, some some other manufacturers, upper end manufacturers that have, have had uh, electric vehicles as well. Um, European manufacturers like Audi and BMW. Um, but most of those have sort of been geared towards the the luxury market. And now um, we're starting to see vehicles coming out. Um, like, of course, GM had the Chevrolet Bolt, which was a very affordable vehicle. Um, and now we have the Chevy Equinox, which is coming out, um, which will be um, well under the threshold to uh, to qualify for all the rebates. Um, the Chevy Blazer uh, is also coming out, and um, you know General Motors is is aiming. Well, everybody is aiming to basically be 100% electric by 2035, um, because that's the federal mandate and the um, uh, provincial mandate to um, to be completely electric. Every new car sold at this point by that time has to be uh, an electric vehicle. Right. So if somebody comes into Carter GM and wants a big pickup truck, but they want an EV pickup truck, what do you recommend? 
Well, the Chevy uh, Silverado or GMC Sierra are uh, are they're not. We don't have those quite yet, but they're coming this uh, this fall, um, and then uh, and then they'll start to come in in volume for sure. I mean, the those manufacturers are are um, really focused on trucks, and the um, the pickup truck being the number one selling vehicle in Canada and in North America. Um, they really need to make sure that things are right and that people can, and, and there's no point in having a truck that doesn't work like a truck. So um, the engineers have taken uh, great care and lots of time to make sure that um, not only is the range good, but the power is good, the towing capacity is good, the payload capacity is all uh, equal or better to what a normal gas pickup truck would be. Right. And a lot of people are leasing vehicles these days and they can do that at Carter GM. Uh, There's a good mix. Um, It it really is dependent on the person, what works better for them. But leasing uh, certainly is a a large part of our portfolio. Um, And then people are also, um, you know, doing the regular kind of bank financing. Um, uh, Not so much cash sales anymore because things are just getting too expensive. But uh, we do see the odd one. Mm-hmm. So, so generally the process of somebody coming, coming into Carter GM, uh, then go to cartergmnorthshore.com, take a look at the website. Uh, can people just drop by the lot and, uh, take a look at what's there and they can test drive a lot of these vehicles, uh, and then get their name down on a list. You, you betcha. Any, anything we have uh, on the lot is available for test drive and, you know, Martin, if you want to, uh, if, if people want to go and find out exactly what the rebates are and combined rebates, um, there's a great website. It's uh, goelectricbc.gov.bc.ca, and they can find there. Uh, it'll give all the electric models, and it, w- and it will give whatever the combined rebates are on those electric models between the federal and the provincial, whether they're a hybrid or a um, uh, you know, an, an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. And if somebody comes in and they just want it, they're not sure what kind of electric vehicle they want to get, uh, but they want to get the experience of driving a really cool electric car. What do you recommend that they test drive? Well, right now um, we have the, either the Chevy Bolt or the, uh, the Cadillac Lyric. As I say, we have a dedicated test drive vehicle for the Lyric. And the, the Chevy Bolt uh, EUV, which is the slightly larger version, uh, we also have that for people to test drive. So, um, as I say, most of these things that are coming in are are uh, pre-sold. So, you know, we can't uh, can't let people drive those. But we do. We have tried to have uh, dedicated vehicles that are uh, available for exposure, and people can take them for drives. Right. And they can also uh, bring in their car and uh, and find out about trading it in as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and really quickly in a minute or so, what's the state of the used car market these days? Are there is it because it was kind of tough to find a good used car, but is it getting easier? Not really. I hate to I hate to say it's not real, especially in the lower price range. Um, it's it's hard. They're hard to find. So mm-hmm. uh, the more expensive used vehicles um, are, are easier, um, but it's hard because the, the prices are so have moved up uh, and the availability of new vehicles has been challenging. 
people have been buying used vehicles and hunting for used vehicles, and it's hard to – it's driven the prices up, just kind of like right. real estate, I guess, right? You know, yeah. when there's an availability issue, the prices rise, and um, what what used to be uh, maybe an affordable, more affordable used car is is the prices are up, and to find, you know, everybody uses the ten thousand dollar kind of benchmark for a used car, and it's really hard to find things that are roadworthy in in that price range these days. Well, it sounds like a good idea to get in touch with uh, Carter GM North Shore. Go to cartergmnorthshore.com and get a relationship with someone there. Start talking because uh, I think planning is the key. Whether you want to get a good used car or get a new car, electric vehicle, get in there now. Figure out uh, a game plan and then get on the list and find and talk to people and uh, and start talking. So, James Carter, thanks for talking to us. Uh, my pleasure, Martin. Anytime. James Carter from the Carter Auto family. Go to cartergmnorthshore.com or carterauto.com. That's the, the entire family. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, move over Barbie. There's a new number one movie in town and it's not taking any guff. That story and a look at what's out there in the theaters when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. The back to school season, not always the busiest time for movies in the theaters, but there are some big ones about to hit the big screen. And after a summer just dominated by the Barbie movie, as well as Oppenheimer, there's a new flick at the top of the box office. Equalizer 3, starring Denzel Washington, opened last weekend in Vancouver and finished at the top, took in 34.5 million bucks in North America. In this new Equalizer, Denzel once again portrays retired government assassin Robert McCall. This time, though, McCall is retired to southern Italy, just a quiet little town in the Italian countryside. Finally, he's able to get some peace and quiet. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it turns out uh, he makes friends with some of the Italian locals and discovers that they're being terrorized by local organized crime bosses. So the equalizer goes into action. In the meantime, the movie Barbie isn't going anywhere though. It was in second place last weekend, earning uh, another $10.5 million. That means the Barbie movie has now earned just over $600 million so far, and that's just in North America. It's estimated that Barbie will earn about a billion and a half dollars worldwide during its run in the theaters. Blue Beetle is another movie that's still going strong. It was in third place last weekend. Gran Turismo, based on a true story, dropped a fourth. And Oppenheimer held steady in fifth place. So what's new this weekend? Well, if you love the rom-com, the romantic comedy, you're in luck. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 opened last night and is showing all over the Lower Mainland. And of course, the, the International Film Festival, Vancouver International Film Festival, VIF, is happening at the end of the month. And this past Wednesday, VIF announced uh, what they have coming up at this year's festival. One of the big ones that VIF is screening will be the biopic Priscilla. 
It's the story of a young Priscilla Presley's budding romance with Elvis Presley. It's directed by Sofia Coppola, who's Francis Ford Coppola's daughter and a great filmmaker in her own right. And it's based on Priscilla Presley's own autobiography, Elvis and Me. Last week, that film swept through the Venice Film Festival, got great reviews, and it looks like it could be among the films winning all the awards next year. So this is a great chance for you to see it on the big screen before it's released worldwide. Vancouver Film Festival organizers are also excited this year because the festival is finally going back to a full in-person format for the first time since COVID. There's going to be 140 feature films, 100 short films. Uh, Other big VIF titles include The Boy and the Heron, which is expected to be the last film from Japanese animation legend Aheo Miyazaki. That was the opening film this past Thursday at the Toronto International Film Festival. Also this year at VIF, it's a chance to see a new documentary called Mr. Dress Up, The Magic of Make-Believe. And yes, it's the story of the life and career of Canadian children's entertaining legend Ernie Coombs, best known as Mr. Dress Up. The Vancouver International Film Festival runs from September 28th to October the 8th. Uh, just go to vif.org for all the info, showtimes, and ticket information. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 4. Uh, thanks in large part to our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.